is The Issue Window with Albie and Brittany. We are airing out the laundry to clean your soul. Just kidding. You're going to leave with more stains than when you entered. Listen at your own risk. Good morning and welcome to The Issue Window. Uh, Today we have joining us Tim Lowe from South Dakota State. Uh, We're really happy to have you here with us today, Tim. Yeah, thanks for having me. How are you you awake over there? I'm awake. It's a little early in the morning, but I'm awake. (laughs) It is. We're uh, we're recording a little earlier than what we normally do. This whole work uh, from home thing, you know, I'm barely dressed. Well, I'm not really dressed, (laughs) but you know. I, I'm very thankful there's no video right now. <laughs> uh, you know, last last week on my my weekly meeting with with the business office things like that, I did wear I did wear a coat and tie for the video conference, a part of it. And I was best I was the best one there. I was the best dressed there on the on the video conference. I'll just let you know. I was very professional. Meanwhile, our business manager looked like he needed a haircut like four weeks ago. It was everywhere, but whatever, you know. So I'm, you know, I've been losing my hair ever since high school. So I started, um, you know, shaving the head, you know, pretty religiously the last couple of years. But I have decided to let the hair grow in in protest of this uh, COVID-19 stuff. So uh, it's getting a little a little long for me as well. So we'll we'll see how long it actually gets. My my daughter keeps telling me she wants to put a pony in my hair. So wow. Wow. You're doing the comb over pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How else has COVID-19 affected you personally and professionally? Yeah, so my wife works at South Dakota State too. So um, we've been working remotely. Gosh, I think I started a counter on the calendar. and I think we're around day 30 now. So yeah. we've been at home for, you know, 30 days working remotely and, you know, have both of our kids Claire is four and Isaac is two. So between trying to keep them entertained and, you know, swapping back and forth, trying to get some work done, we've been, uh, we've been busy. That's for sure. But it's been good. You know, silver linings. This is the most time we've been able to spend together. And, you know, our five years of marriage, we were kind of joking about. So, you know, it's good to get the extra family time and, and all that, but we're definitely, uh, definitely ready to get back to a, to a regular schedule kind of get lives back in order but you know there's only so much you can control and you know we're just kind of taking it day by day but obviously professionally it's 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 completely different yes. not uh, not able to go into work all the time you know you want to get stuff done and you're getting a little antsy but such as everybody else so i'm in the yes. same boat yeah, Tim, your uh, university is uh, obviously closed, but um, South Dakota having, you know, one of the fewer amounts of cases per state, of course, you guys have a smaller population too. Uh, is everything closed down there besides the university? Um, I think, you know, <laughs> to be honest, I kind of stopped watching the news because it was so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I needed to listen to something else other than this. So there's businesses that are still open. A lot of restaurants are doing takeout only or, you know, delivery, those, those types of things. But, you know, for us, we've been hunkering down here. So we haven't really done a whole lot in the community other than that. Sounds like you got everything going on the same as we are. Yeah. 
go get you know takeouts and deliveries and yeah yeah do a little bit of grocery shopping that's about it yeah yeah my uh my wife did a did a trip to sioux falls um to costco and and she pretty much set us up for the entire month so (laughs) having her do that has been a huge blessing that's for sure she is the the meal planner for the family (laughs) she she loves doing that so I think she's got a calendar for the entire month of what we're supposed to be eating that night. So <laughs> it makes it pretty easy for me. I like to help cook and do all that stuff so she can kind of get a break and, and do that. So it's pretty easy for me. I don't have to really decide anything. It's already set in stone. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. So how long have you been out there at South Dakota State? It's been a little, almost, almost a year, correct? Yep, just over a year. It was in It was in March. March of uh, 2019 when I when I started up here. So it's been a whirlwind, but but we're really really happy, really fortunate to to be up here. Really good community, good football program, good people. Sioux Falls is a good time to mm-hmm. go. We we don't, we enjoyed our trip to Sioux Falls. Yep. This is your first uh, head equipment manager position. Is that right, Tim? Yep. Yep. So I had um, five years as an assistant at Drake University in Des Moines and then started here last year as the as the head equipment manager. How has that adjustment been between going from, you know, an assistant to a head guy? Have you encountered any real struggles or has it been pretty smooth? Um, you know, the first year in any new place, new job is gonna be stressful and you're you're learning a, a completely new area. Your your family is getting used to it. You know, you're dealing with different athletes that you're trying to gain trust and learn them and they're trying to learn you. So it's it's always a struggle that, that first year just to get acclimated. You know, the job the job is the same a lot of mm-hmm. different places that you go. You know, you have to vary it up mm-hmm. a little bit depending on budgets and, you know, other stuff if you have extra help, assistance, interns, those those types of things. So the job itself was not hasn't changed that much it's just the surrounding stuff that you know around you that you have to get acclimated to that makes sense so tim you and alby um are you guys in the same uh football conference you guys play each other every year right we do yeah i was fortunate enough to uh to travel to youngstown this year and got to hang out with alby a little bit it's a learning experience there (laughs) No, he, uh, traveling to Youngstown was, was fun. Alvy's a, a really good host. And, um, you know, any any questions I've had, you know, being in the Missouri Valley Conference with him, um, you know, always had an open dialect, always had time to answer questions. So he's been he's been really good to, to get to know this past year. How did you originally get into equipment management then? I mean, like, kind of take us, you know, through your, your journey and how you ended up at South Dakota? Yeah, so I was in college. I went to Wayne State College in Northeast Nebraska, kind of a smaller Division II school. I was getting my undergrad in sport management, knew I wanted to work in sports and some type of deal. I just didn't know what yet. And I remember talking to my advisor in between classes, and we were just kind of talking about the different areas that I could go into. And then I think I remember looking up on ESPN and they had, I can't remember the exact clip or whatever it was, but it had something to do with the equipment manager. And so I started, you know, just doing some research and, you know, I found the AEMA um, website, tried to learn some more. And I thought, well, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, I think I would like that. 
so then I tried to get involved on on campus a little bit, tried to do some stuff, had kind of a hard time getting in during undergrad. But, you know, when it came internship time, Troy Jepson at, at Drake University, he's a, a Wayne State alumni as well. So I was able to kind of um, hook up with him to do my internship. It was great. Loved it. I was fortunate enough to get an assistant job at Drake when my internship was done. So that's kind of how I ended up at Drake and was there for, for five years. Um, learned everything I know from, from Troy. He's a really good teacher, you know, and then this job at, at South Dakota state popped up and it was, you know, it was a win-win for us. You know, you get that head equipment manager job. Um, we get to be a little bit closer to home. I'm from Northeast Nebraska. My wife is from Northwest Iowa. So, you know, it, it checked off all the, all the boxes that, that we wanted. So, you know, we've been really fortunate to be in two really good spots throughout our career. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I know Alvi's always mentioned that, you know, South Dakota State is one of his favorite like road trips. It's always like beautiful up there and, and everything. So have you found any kind of favorite spots in, in the area that you guys hit regularly? Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a pizza place that, that we like to go to. Cubbies is kind of a, a sports bar area. That's where coaches do a lot of their, coaches radio shows and stuff like that they've got they've got really good good food um we don't do a ton of going out to eat we try to do a lot of stuff at home especially with with friends so the kids can go out and play but you know we try and do a lot of that stuff and, it, and it's been great we've the kids have acclimated so fast they they love every time they see jack the jack rabbit they they just go nuts so um <laughs> it's been it's been really good <laughs> what do you always say whenever you uh, go up to visit them, Alvi? Uh, well, you know we get we have to stay in Sioux Falls. Oh, okay. So yeah, so we don't get a chance to go to Brookings too. All you know, Brookings we're in and out of pretty quick. But you know, we go to Sioux Falls every year to play either them or South Dakota, and so we usually um, we've went to the Brazilian Steakhouse there. Most of my kids, well. I'll put it this way: We we took a kids there for the first time. They've never been to a Brazilian steakhouse, and so now it's sort of a thing, you know, for the kids that have been there one time before. They want to go back again, and then for the new kids, they'd like to see what that's all about. So because they hear they hear the other kids talking about it, so we generally go to the Brazilian steakhouse. And it it was it's kind of a different situation for me. So I had traveled with Drake to South Dakota State in 2016 and 17. So. I've had it both ways. I, I know what it's like to to travel here, and now I know yeah. what it's like to to be at home here. So, so I was fairly familiar with everything um, when I had gotten up here. So um, that was kind of a kind of a unique situation. I don't know if everybody can can say that or not. So coming out of um, South Dakota State, do you guys drive a lot of places that you play, or do you end up flying? from Sioux Falls? Um, it's a, from what I've been told, it's a good mix of both. It, you know, depends on, we're obviously not gonna drive to, to Youngstown. That would be a, quite a, quite a trip for us. Um, <laughs> but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll drive to now North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota, UNI, you know, the, the closer and proximity road trips we'll, we'll, we'll drive to, and then the rest we'll, we'll fly to. Okay. And then I'm always trying to kind of learn as much as I can about equipment management, you know, a little bit of a fangirl here, but, um, you had rowing at Drake 
And I've never got a chance to talk to any other equipment managers that's had rowing as a sport. I mean, Alvi's never been anywhere that's that's had rowing. I think that's they can't be that common. We're talking about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. Maybe I, you can learn something, Alvi. <laughs> mm. Um, but what? did you have to do for like the rowing team? Like what kind of equipment did they have? Or is that a pretty well, like hands off sport? Yeah, it's fairly hands off. The, uh, the coaches like to handle, you know, the boats and the, and the oars, the, the bigger equipment stuff, just because at practice, you know, they have their own boat house, their storage. Um, so they handled that part of it. So the big, big part for me was the apparel distribution and check-in. Their roster turned over quite a bit because they don't have the budget to recruit and scholarship opportunities there. So there was a lot of turnover. So the big part of our job was making sure what we issued out to them and make sure that we got it in return. And if we didn't, then, you know, holds went on accounts until, you know, they turned it back in. So it was, it was a lot of tracking um, more than anything, in- inventory, that, that type of stuff. Right. Gotcha. And uh, what kind of, uh, like uniform does somebody wear to whenever they're like rowing so it's um it's like a singlet it looks like a wrestling singlet but it all kind of depends on on the weather um sometimes they'll they'll have you know warm leggings on they'll have like splash jackets like like a rain jacket-esque those are the two big uniform things that that they wear um and then the rest of it you know was was training stuff shorts t-shirts those those types of things Standard things, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Ellie, slightly off topic, where would you guys row? If you, they're talking about adding a rowing team, like where is where where's a body of water I, near the university? I, oh, we got we got Mosquito Lake. We got of course we got the Mahoning River. I mean, we got we got significant bodies of water that could that could do it. You know, within oh, okay. a twenty minute drive. <laughs> okay. That's how it was at Drake. There was, you know, the Des Moines River was was right there, and they had just built a boathouse next to it. But you know, it's one of those sports that, if Mother Nature and the weather doesn't cooperate, then you're not out on the water, and it's <laughs> it's really hard to emulate that. So a lot of mornings, if they can't get on the water, then they're in the building and they've got the the stationary rowers, so they're trying to get work in doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's pretty fascinating. Well, well, get you off the. Growing then for a little bit then and back to the road trips what uh <laughs> what was your what's your worst road trip that you remember i've had two bad experiences so my very first road trip by myself so when i when i started at drake in 2014 troy didn't want to just throw me out there on my own he wanted to be able to be there and help explain things and help transition so um I didn't do a ton of traveling in 2014, but my very first road trip in 2015 was up to North Dakota. Everything was, was going fine. Game got over. Everything was good, you know, standard stuff. And I was really relieved. It was my first road trip by myself. Everything was good. And then um, we got on the bus and there were a couple of injuries. We had to wait on guys getting looked at and whatnot. But we had drove clear up to Grand Forks which was, oh, a, wow. I think, around around 12 hours. Um, and we played a, an early afternoon game. I think it was a 2 or 3 o'clock kick. Um, so by the time the game got over with, and then, you know, we were sitting on the bus waiting for a couple of the injured guys to get back on doing those, doing those kinds of things. 
Um, I don't think we got home until like eight o'clock on Sunday morning. So uh, one of my former athletes told me, he goes, that was the most mentally challenging thing he's ever gone through because you can't sleep on a bus. At least I can't. So you're, you're awake the whole time. It was just, yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough. And then, and then coincidentally, my next, worst road trip was uh south dakota state in 2016 it was their the home opener of our of our new of the new stadium oh so i was on the opposite sideline <laughs> um it was nothing you know the host schools did it was you know it was it was all on on us we had an older headset system so it wasn't working properly so pretty much the entire game I was running up and down the press box uh, trying to get the headset to work, and yeah, that's a got a good workout. Burned a few calories that that day. The elevator was too <laughs> slow, so then I was resorting <laughs> to sprinting up the stairs. And and uh, by the time I got up to the press box, coaches were asking me what was going on. I don't think I could really answer them because I was trying to catch my breath. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, fortunate enough that you know we got through it okay. You know, and fortunate enough that those are the the two worst road trips and those are pretty pretty low on the totem pole I think <laughs> so been been pretty fortunate that haven't had any too too big of hiccups or issues come in my career yet knock on wood <laughs> so one of the things I definitely wanted to talk about is I feel like you've had a pretty unique experience with football right before you went up to South Dakota State you arranged a football game in China. Do you want to tell us all about that? Yeah, so uh, such a cool experience. Um, I, you know, I've been fortunate in my short career that I've been able to do some really, really cool stuff. Um, that China trip is, you know, once in a lifetime experience. You know, coaches wanted to give the guys a good educational experience while also trying to promote the sport of football and they were very passionate about going over to China to promote football and, and get as much learning um, experience for, for our athletes as possible. So the team was gone um, for about two weeks. The first week was kind of football centered. So we would host some youth camps. Um, we had a couple of practices, you know, we, we did a, a few other things here and there played a football game, obviously. Um, so I was there for that first week to kind of help with the football centered trip. And then that second week um, was more of the academic side. So, you know, me and a couple of the other coaches, trainers, you know, we all went back after that first week. But yeah, just it, it was it was amazing. We got to do a hike on, on the Great Wall. It was it was just amazing. You know, never in my life did I ever think that one, I would ever go over to China and two, it would be um, to promote the sport of football and to have the very first American football game ever played. It was, it was really cool. And after that, I think Penn just did a trip a year or two and, and it was basically the same trip that we had done. So it, it was pretty cool to say that we were the very first ones to be able to do that. And who sponsored this trip? Like how, how did the trip come about in the, in the first place? So I know I wasn't part of that a ton. I actually got asked late to come on the trip just because of the the safety aspect and and playing a game so they uh that was kind of a a a later thought to to bring me in so i wasn't there for a lot of the planning what i what i did was last minute football centered so just try to make sure guys had everything packed what they needed that that type of stuff and then when we got there 
you know, I was kind of on the fly working um, as, as much as I could to make sure everything was running smoothly. So I, I know there was a specific company that, that they had used to kind of to plan this. I, off the top of my head, I'm not 100% sure who ran it. Okay. And who did you play whenever you were over there? So they're trying to start, there's some professional leagues in China that play indoor. So they had taken um, a couple of the, of the professional teams and kind of pooled together to make an outdoor team. So they had, you know, not a ton of practice, um, but they were trying to, you know, promote the sport of football and trying to get more people involved, more to play. So it was kind of a, it was kind of an all-star team from China that they had, that they had pooled together to, to play. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty. Did good. you guys win? <laughs> yeah, it, it, unfortunately, you know, it, it, these our guys have been playing football you know, right. since Pee Wee, and the right yeah. the people we were playing in China had you know maybe just started playing a year or two, so competitively it wasn't very close. But it's such a good learning experience for them to get live in-game reps that they're not going to get right. all the time. So, what's your favorite story of? All, all your years, your brief years of uh, being an equipment manager, what's your best story so far? Um, my best story. So we hosted um, College Game Day this year, which one of the coolest experiences as well. But Mike Golick Jr. was there, and somehow we had gotten, you know, connected, and, and he kind of wanted a, a, a tour of the stadium because they, all of the ESPN guys um, were so – surprised by how nice our, our stadium is and facilities and all that. So he kind of wanted a behind the scenes tour and Ryan grooms actually, um, who I've, who I've gotten to know, they're very good friends. So he just floated his number by and on game day. It was that morning. You know, I had gotten his number. So I had texted Mike Golick jr. Not thinking that he was going to respond. And within like 30 seconds, there was a text back. So wow. I got to hang out with Mike Mike Golick Jr. Uh, that day. Got That's to great. show him our indoor stadium, the equipment room. I think I walked him through the locker room really quickly. You know, just just little stuff like right. that. But you know, that that was probably one of the coolest things. I don't think many people sure. really believe me that I said that I just hung out with with Golick Jr. <laughs> for you know an hour. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> So going from like Drake and then like South Dakota, like you've been in the same kind of tight conference setup and traveled to like this, the same places kind of over and over. Do you have like kind of a favorite town or, you know, university that you like to travel to in particular, you know, a, a stadium that you like to play at or? Um, honestly, right now I, I'm still getting used to all the different stadiums and places to travel here with SDSU and in the Missouri Valley. Really, I enjoy traveling. It's a little bit more stressful to travel, but I enjoy seeing the new stadiums, the new setups, getting to see the equipment managers and kind of BS with them a little bit. You know, that that's always the, the fun part of travel to me, to get to see the new stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm learning the new stadiums here, I, you know, this upcoming year. I'll have a, quite a few more new ones that I'll be able to go to. Um, but really any stadium that I get to go see, get to go hang out with equipment managers for a little bit, it, it's always it's always a good time and, and fun to you know float some different ideas back and forth as brief as, as we get to talk and, and whatnot. So I don't know if I have a favorite one, but my favorite part is, is doing all those things. Okay. That's always a good part. 
Is your stadium enclosed there in South Dakota State? It's not. It's not. It's, no, not. it's, it's an open stadium. <laughs> so we, we get all, all the elements. <laughs> and I'm so excited. We get to come up there, I think, the next to last week or the last week of the season. So I'm looking forward to that trip in November next year. <laughs> It'll it'll be fun for sure. I, I and I love hosting games too. And part of my job, I think, is making sure that the visiting team has everything that they need. So, and I I always try to reach out that that Monday, whether we're traveling or home, just to say, hey, I'm Tim. You know, if you ever need anything, let me know. Here's my number, type of a thing. So, you know, it, it's always good. And I I get a kick out of seeing you guys and the students and. And seeing how you set up compared to to ours and and all that good stuff. <laughs> so, I kind of keep a you know running tally of all the nicknames of the equipment managers that I meet. Have you have you acquired a nickname over the years? Not really. I mean, Tim is such a common Timmy nickname, so you get that about every everywhere you go. But some people have you know sure. called me Timbo Slice. Um, big time Timmy Jim from the Tim Lincecum ESPN commercial. Um, it, and there's some other um, inappropriate names I've been called, but we won't, uh, we won't share that over the podcast. And we've, we've all been called those names. <laughs> mm, you especially, Alvy. More so by you, usually. I don't know if I can see that, Alvy. You're, you're such a fun-loving guy. I don't know if anyone could say anything bad about you. Oh, don't worry. They do. (laughs) They do. (laughs) Oh, so, I mean, with uh, two kids at home, Tim, I'm sure that kind of keeps you busy during during your stay at home. Do you have the time to binge any shows on TV? Do you got any recommendations? Yeah, so um, my wife and I finished Tiger King. I don't know if you guys watched Tiger King on Netflix at all. (laughs) Yeah, I have. One of the most entertaining yeah. shows I think I've I've ever watched. I think we binged that in like two days, three tops, I think. But I had started watching Ozark on Netflix, like when it first came out, but then just kind of lost touch. But we started that up again. So we're in the middle of, or at the end of season two, getting ready to watch season three here pretty soon. So um, between Ozark and usually my go-to's, you know, The Office, obviously, I always have that on in the background and Parks and Rec. So um, between those three or four shows, that's, that's pretty much what we're watching right now. Mm-hmm. Are your kids old enough that you're homeschooling them or are they still small? Um, Claire's Claire's four, so she's been going to preschool. But yeah, we've had we've had a few days here and there to where we can just see she's getting getting bored, a little restless. So I'll sit down at the table and we'll work on letters and numbers and, and stuff like that, trying to just get some one-on-one time with her, some educational time. So, you know, Isaac being two years old and a boy, all he wants to do is destroy stuff. So, <laughs> you know, we've got a toy room. Typically, if we leave him up here for a half an hour, it'll be destroyed and he'll he'll tucker himself out. So, so but it, it's been fun. It's been fun being able to see them play together and, and, enjoy each other's company, you know, throughout the days. Now, some days, not so much, but for the most part, they've been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when when does an equipment manager get this much time at home? So it's pretty, exactly. it's pretty valuable with two small kids. 
you you know one of the one of my alternative careers I think if I had to have an alternative career I think I'd pick a kindergarten teacher. Oh boy. And and the reason is is one I know my ABCs and one twos threes so I got that on the kids. Plus there's snack time and nap time. So I mean I'm all about teaching kindergarten. If, if I fall through on this somehow I'm going to go for the kindergarten teaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Alvy, you can't have your cheat sheet like you do on your pack. You can't can't use that. You have to be able to memorize it. That's okay. I'll put I'll put all the things up in the back in the back of the room so I can just read them off. <laughs> <laughs> you got it all figured out, don't you? <laughs> got to figure it out. That's definitely not a p- pandemic uh, backup plan, Alvy. I mean, the teachers are the teachers are at home. One of the things we've been doing here on the show lately, since we didn't have an NCAA tournament. We've been doing a sweet 16 in a row about various subjects. So, Tim, I think today we're going to do who has the best fast food chicken nuggets slash tenders. Yeah. And uh, Tim Tim uh, joined our call right whenever Alvy and I were going at it about it. So he, he kind of has a little bit of a taste of what, <laughs> of what he's in for or whatever. And <laughs> Oh. <laughs> One of the most heated debates I think I've ever listened to. I didn't even say hello. I just wanted to keep listening. It was so entertaining. <laughs> we should have been recording then. It'd been way more entertaining, I think, before you got there. So, but I don't even know why you're asking me. You guys should just go at it. I think I think that's going to be more entertaining than anything. No, no, we do we do go at it, but it's about all food. It, you know, for us to pick a place to eat, it's at least an hour. Oh, it is. We have to start about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We want to be ready to go by 7. I was just going to say, how early do you have to start the conversation to get to get ready? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lengthy conversation because, well, we weigh a lot of options. <laughs> yeah. Nobody thought it would be as bad as what it is. I mean, last, gosh, I think it was, was it AFCA two years ago, Alvy? Was that what it was? We were all sitting in the lobby in our little, you know, our little going out to dinner posse. And we sat down. It was probably, you know, five o'clock or so. People weren't that hungry. And then, like, Allie and I start going at it. And we can't make a decision. And I I think we sat there till eight o'clock. People were just blown away. They were, they were amused for the first hour. <laughs> and then the second hour, they were, were annoyed. And by, like, the third hour, they just wanted to, like, kill themselves. <laughs> They was ready to eat their arms by then. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they were just going to leave us there. So. Well, yeah, that, that first hour is entertaining, and then they realize that they're getting hungry, and then they wanted to get the heck out of there. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's about right. <laughs> uh, All right, so let's let's roll with this. And this will probably be pretty easy for you then. So chicken nuggets, chicken tenders, whichever one is your favorite from the from the place. And obviously, maybe some of you haven't eaten some of these places, but whatever. Just uh, go with what you know. Fake it till you make it like we all do. Burger King or churches? Uh, Burger King. Uh, Zaxby's or McDonald's? McDonald's. I've never eaten at a, at a Zaxby's before. I know it's there, so I have to I have to pick McDonald's because I've had it what? before. I would rather have a McDonald's, like, nugget over, over Zaxby's. And it's because, like, Zaxby's has... I don't know, many sauces, at least three to five different sauces, and they all suck. 
They all suck. I'm going to go on record saying they all suck. And so it doesn't even matter how good your chicken is, is the condiment that you're dipping in it. If that sucks, then you can't win. It is all the sauce. I think there should be a big asterisk next to this, uh, this bracket. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you speak about the different sauces. When we was up in Boise for the humanitarian bowl, there's a place there called the Boise Fry Company. And it is so good. Because you, I mean, I had a bison burger there, but the kick is the fries because you pick your kind of potato, you know, a yellow, a red, or, you know, maybe a purple potatoes, or, you know, just, you pick your potato, you pick how you want it sliced, then they cook it up, and then they have about eight or ten different kind of salts you can put on it. If you get to Boise, definitely hit the Boise Fry Company because it was worth it. Yeah, it sounds uh, like it. Oh, Elvi, you probably ruined it. You probably put some kind of, like, cinnamon sugar, some kind of garbage <laughs> on them. I know you. The and the debate continues. <laughs> it does. It does continue. All right, so we'll just move move ahead with that then. Um, all right, uh, we got Chick-fil-A or the Carl Jr. slash Hardee's? Uh, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that was pretty easy. I don't know. Like, uh, there's a lot of bad things see this is this is where we got in it heated at the beginning if you're preferencing like you know hardy's breaded tenders versus chick-fil-a's naked like nuggets that's not i mean i'd go hardy's and that that one is is a close one because they're both they're both really good but how can you turn down chick-fil-a it's true <laughs> i do like chick-fil-a yeah chick-fil-a is good popeyes or dairy queen Ooh. I'm gonna go DQ. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I support that one. With the gravy that comes with it, I don't know if there's any better uh, combination. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. See, that's I is I almost think yeah, that's definitely like a Midwest thing. Like we we're pretty yeah. serious about our like DQ chicken tenders. People might not know that are listening to this at some other parts of the country, but yeah, they do got good chicken tenders. I will back. Yeah, <laughs> they they are good chicken tenders. I mean, the Dairy Queen could be our number one seed here. <laughs> um, let's go uh, Sonic or Raising Cane's. I'm not a big Sonic guy, so I'm going to go Raising Cane's. Okay. Oh, break my heart. <laughs> Wendy's or Arby's? Wendy's. Mm. I don't really have a reason. They're both really, really close to me, so I just I picked Wendy's. Oh, you know, the tough ones you got to pick eventually. They eventually face each other. Um, Wendy's, you can get, like, 50 nuggets, though. So, like, that's not that you could eat 50 nuggets, in, but just sheer quantity. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about uh, Culver's versus Jack in the Box? Uh, Culver's. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um... Once again, never. I've never eaten at a Jack in the Box. You're not missing anything. Yeah, especially chicken wise. Uh, Bojangles or KFC? KFC. Yeah, Bojangles is another. That's more of a South thing. So you know, if you're not getting down there, you're not you're not experiencing it. Um. All right, go to the second round here. Oh, classic match up here: Burger King versus McDonald's. I'm gonna go McDonald's. It's it it's gonna be really hard to turn down a McDo- a McDonald's chicken nugget. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Here comes another here comes another tough one then. Chick fil A versus Dairy Queen. Ooh. Ooh. I'm oh. I'm gonna go DQ. I have to. 
Yeah, I, I, oh, that's, I agree that's with that tough, one, too. Though. That is, that's a tough one for me. If you were given the choice to only eat one more of those the rest of your life, I, I think it would have to be DQ for yeah, me. I, and we're talking about tenders here. And if it was a chicken sandwich, that might be a whole, that's a whole different story. That's true. Right. All right. Uh, Raising Cane's or Wendy's? I'm going to go Raising Cane's. Oh, that's surprising. Okay. And then we got uh, Culver's versus KFC. KFC. <laughs> Ooh, that was a tough yeah. one, though. That is a tough one. It, at, at this point, I'm just I'm just kind of overthinking it, and I'm just blurting something <laughs> out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh we, we got our top four. Yep. All right. So we're going to, we're going to go Mickey D's or Dairy Queen. I'm going Dairy Queen. Mm. Yeah, I sort of thought. Yeah. So we got uh, Raising Cane's or KFC. Raising Cane's. Oh, wow. so good. We got the championship game between Dairy Queen and Raising Cane's. How how did the how did the bracket turn out? What what am I looking at seating wise? You don't have to tell me who's who, but I I want to know what the what the numbers are. You, you know, I really didn't seed them. You know, just because it might be not my number one choice doesn't mean it's going to be your number one choice. So, see, I thought just, I thought you had said it was the number one. Seed. Maybe you're just joking, but I thought maybe you had. Seed. I can see you seeding every single bracket you do on the oh, podcast, Alvy. No. no way. There's no way. I mean, uh, he's not. He's not that much of an overachiever, Tim. Like, come yeah. on now. <laughs> and really, it's hard to think of 16 chickens. You know, you start thinking about 16 places to eat, and it's like. You know, you can feed all the first ten or twelve pretty pretty quick, but it's getting those last three or four. It's like, oh, geez, and it's like, you know. So yeah, we did. We don't really see them, but you know, from your um, from your early applauding of Dairy Queen, I I would say Dairy Queen was probably a number one seed in your world. Yeah, <laughs> we're definitely gonna. No, we're definitely gonna seed them now. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome, Equipment World. Oh. <laughs> I think you're gonna you're gonna cause more problems with that because there's gonna be people really not happy with their seating I, I, for certain items. But <laughs> uh, you're gonna you're gonna get hate mail now, Alvy. Oh, absolutely! I thought I don't already. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say it's just about ready to double in in the stack size. Oh, absolutely! And you already have two people on that just going through it. I mean, I don't know if the university's gonna allow you to have like another student to handle all your hate mail. Not to mention the hate mail we're going to get from from the companies. Uh huh. That's true. So I I bashed somebody's sauce. I can't remember who it was. Wasn't it Zaxby's? Oh, it was Zaxby's. Oh yeah, it's fine. I'll stand by that. Just wait for the lawsuit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the lawyers are still working. This they're not they're not immune from COVID. They're still working. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> they're they're working overtime now. Absolutely. I don't even know what my Raising Cane's order is. I mean, the, for me, this is easy because I got to go DQ because I personally, I can't even believe that Raising Cane's actually made it this far. Yeah. So when I had Raising Cane's, it was usually in Lincoln um, when I was with a bunch of my high school friends on like a Sunday afternoon where we were extremely, um, we'll just say tired and hungry <laughs> after a, a Saturday night. So sure, there, there's been good good memories with with raisin canes. <laughs> uh, what's your go-to raisin canes order then? Because I don't think I have a go-to raisin canes order. Um, I don't. 
I don't really know if I ever did either. I just ordered something on the cuff and just called it a day. <laughs> I mean, really, at, at that point, I just I just needed food. So you know, I don't I don't know if I ever had a particular go to order. It was uh, probably based off of what other people were getting, and then I kind of varied from there. He's a he's a follower, not a leader. <laughs> exactly, oh. exactly. <laughs> I'm never gonna have the finger pointed at me. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Oh. oh, well, who who do you think, Tim? Do you think do you think uh, raising canes or DQ? Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to hold firm on the on the DQ. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, that might be, I might have to go get that for lunch. I wonder if they're open. You're kind of sure. starting to make my my stomach growl a little bit too. I might have to go get it this afternoon. Sure. <laughs> Not, not, not to, uh, not to uh, interrupt both your happiness, but I talked about it last week with Brittany, and I think I'm going to do it tonight. There's a, there's a local place here. It's called Aqua Plaza. Yeah, I want. I think I want to get a pickup from there tonight. I just, I feel it happening tonight. They got the, the meal itself be good, but the kicker is the butter cake. Oh, you got to get the butter cake. It's so good. It's so good. Brittany's not happy right now. I, she's, she's fuming back there in the background. She's fuming, but tonight might be the butter cake night. Uh, I mean, oh, when in a pandemic, why not? <sighs> Absolutely. you got. I'm just supporting local restaurants, helping people out. I, you, you know, you're not a year out from a heart attack. I don't think, I don't think heart patients should have butter cake. Maybe I should call your doctor. Go ahead. He's probably not in. <laughs> They're not seeing people, so whatever. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, with that, we're going to uh, wrap up this episode of the Issue Window. Uh, we've had a lot of fun with Tim today. Uh, really glad that you got to join us, Tim. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been been a lot of fun. <laughs> Any other equipment managers out there listening, uh, we'd love to have you on and come on, do Alvi's uh, Sweet 16 segment, and we'll probably give you a hard time too, but it's all in good fun, and learn a little bit more about your career and anything that makes you unique in the industry. Once again, really appreciate you coming on, Tim, and hope everybody stays safe and stays sane out there. Bye. See ya. Bye.